That recliner almost chopped my mate's finger off. This is what our killer looks like. Tired. Everyone has been affected in one way or another by this terrible tomato onslaught. There was a, a standing lamp in this room. What happened to it? Attack of the Killer Objects! Hi, welcome back to yet another episode of Attack of the Killer Objects. I'm your host as always, Anastasia. And with me again for the second time is Lady Crisis, a.k.a. Mary. Hi, Mary. Hey again. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. I'm excited to uh, to discuss this movie today. Yes, our movie for today is Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it man. is. It is deeply dumb. <laughs> it is deeply yes. dumb. Yes. I didn't want to offend it offend anybody, and I was waiting just to see what you thought of this movie. It's deeply dumb, and <laughs> I have. I'm sorry if you love this movie. That's how I feel. This is my show. Okay. I can say whatever I want, <laughs> and That's so can right. you. <laughs> That's right. I was like, if she loves uh, this movie, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't hate it, but it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um. You know, I've seen I mean, worse. I've seen worse. <laughs> but I've. I've, I've not. Go ahead. I would love to know. I would love to know what what was worse <laughs> than this one. Ah, hmm. Honestly, uh, the Killer Sofa one is pretty bad. Okay. Killer, so- yep. Killer Sofa is really bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds really bad, but I don't know. <laughs> it's, I will say this. This movie at least had like a monochrome of a budget as opposed to Killer Sofa, which oh, wow. okay. Ki- Killer Sofa, literally, they used the same old like recliner for the whole, but yeah, but by the way, it's called Killer Sofa, but it's a recliner that's actually doing <laughs> killing. That's yeah. Great. And I checked, and that's not like new, because it's a New Zealand film. I checked, that's not mm. like Kiwi slang for a recliner. That's literally just a weird thing that they did. It was a choice. Well, maybe because it flowed better. <laughs> killer Sofa, Killer Recliner. I guess. It could have gone Killer Chair. I don't know. They True. actually. If you listen, go back and listen to the episode, they actually had some really good titles for it, but went with Killer Sofa for some reason. Okay. Well. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> It was a choice. It was a choice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the nitty gritty of Ginger Dead Man, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So the film opens. We're in a diner. Cadillac Jacks in Waco, Texas. And crazed killer Millard Findelmeyer, could they have made a more old na- name for him? Yeah. Old man name? He sounds yeah. like he could have been a U.S. president <laughs> from, like, the 1700s. Yeah. Millard yeah, Findelmeyer. <laughs> yeah, well, we already had Millard Fillmore, you know? Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, we have Millard Findelmeyer. And he's played by... None other than 
Gary Busey. Gary Busey, yes. Yeah. I, can't, I kept <laughs> wanting to call him Nick Nolte, and that's a different unhinged actor. I actually get him confused, too, though. I do get those two confused. They're both, like, wild-eyed, unhinged actors mm-hmm. with, like, white blonde hair. It's, right. I feel like, uh, who look rough in their uh, mug shots. <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's easy to get them mixed up. It's Gary Busey who plays Findelmeyer. And so he has like a fa- one family. They're the only people who didn't like make it out of this diner. Maybe they were the only people eating in the diner. They don't really explain it because nope. you, op- you open in the middle of the action, mm-hmm. but they're the only ones left in the diner that he was trying to rob or whatever. And it's a family, it's the Lee family, L E I G H. And it's Jeremy. James, Sarah, and her mother, Betty, and James is her father. So he kills Jeremy, which I believe to be her, like, fiancé, boyfriend, something like that. It wasn't her brother. Yeah, that's what I think from the way they had talks about it. I mean, I know the dialogue's not exactly riveting, but I'm pretty sure that was her boyfriend and not her brother. Okay, yeah, that was confusing. Yeah, so they kill him, and they kill her father, or they, I mean him. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Sarah and her mother Betty are the only ones left alive, for whatever reason. Findelmeyer is arrested and sentenced to die in the electric chair. Um, After the execution, they just kind of, in passing, say, oh, it looks like he was cremated and sent to his mother. Sick. (laughs) I know. I was like, what? How... That's okay. <laughs> what what is sick about that exactly? That seems very like normal. Normal. Whatever. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean, yeah. You just get sent back to your family once you get cremated. Right. Usually, it's right. pretty normal, pretty standard. But okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what is sick that she couldn't have possibly have known? The friend who was saying that, reading it from the paper, is that the mother is a witch and she has mixed his ashes uh, in a gingerbread spice mix. So. Did you catch where they said the mother was a witch? Because I did not gather that at all. Um, they they don't, but it's it's more of an implied thing from hearing that she's knowing that she's doing this, and also like. I guess after she drops off the package, the way she's dressed. Okay, so that was the mother. I was like, what? It, okay. <laughs> That's, uh, they don't really explain it. You just have to, like, make your own assumptions there. Cause, yeah. Because honestly, even if she was this masterminding witch who had these powers to do this, a lot mm-hmm. of other things happen coincidentally to make Ginger dead. <laughs> and we'll right. get into that. We'll get into that in a second. But yeah, so his mother mixes his ashes in with gingerbread mix and mails it to the, or no, takes it to the bakery rather, and literally like drops it off on the doorstep. And she is in a solid black. It could be confused with like a funeral, like morning get up, but Mm -hmm. it also looks very like ominous, culty cloak and dagger. So it could go either way. But whatever. And so they bring the package in and she ends up making a gingerbread man from this. Okay. And there's a lot of things that go into this. First of all, her employee, who is a big wrestling fan, and she like lets him leave to go get ready 
to do amateur wrestling later on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he accidentally, when he's opening the package with the gingerbread mix, he accidentally cuts himself and it later on mixes in with the dough, which helps to bring, it's just one part of the formula that helps to bring the ginger dead man to life. (laughs) And, like, the fact that it's just, like, a drop of blood or whatever sort of reminds me of how Frank is awoken in um, Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. It gave me shades of that. Um, So that's (laughs) fun. Just a tiny bit. Tiny, tiny bit. So they They didn't really seem to even care that he cut himself over the dough. Like, they didn't even look yeah, to see if blood had dropped even, into the mix. Nope, didn't didn't even check. Look, mm-hmm. and I, I'll get to this. There are tons of, like, continuity errors and whatnot in this film. Look, this movie had not a terribly big budget. And New Moon, uh, New Moon Entertainment cranks out a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, some of it is kind of a cult classic by now, but then there are other things that are just, let's be real here, guys. This is not top quality filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And that's that's okay. There's not a lot of top quality filmmaking on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. It's, it's just, it's not a genre that lends itself to, you know, Oscar, mm-hmm. Oscar caliber filmmaking. And that's fine. <laughs> It would be weird if it was, honestly. Right. Okay, so let's get back into it. So the family, in the aftermath, uh, Betty the mother is basically an alcoholic now. So she just kind of wanders around with her shotgun and spouts off stuff. (laughs) So so that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, so their bakery is in bad shape. They're in dire straits financially, and a local guy named Jimmy Dean just like the sausage, (laughs) is attempting to buy Sarah's bakery out um, so he can knock it down because he thinks it's an eyesore and he's just a total asshole, like Mm. a redneck hick asshole. (laughs) Yep. And yep. so he leaves, and then his daughter comes by and is a total bitch to Sarah, and, you know, she's just still refusing to sell. And who can blame her, because that whole family is just deeply unpleasant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Sarah and Brick, Brick is the uh, guy who cut himself, by the way, and loves wrestling, that employee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, back to the, the mix or whatever, he leaves to go to his fight, <laughs> If you can call it that. His performance. And then, yeah, like I said, she goes to turning it into a giant gingerbread man for whatever reason. And uh, even though there's blood in the dough. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And she puts it into this, like, huge industrial oven that you could literally cremate someone in. Yeah. It's... It's it's massive. But whatever. I've never seen that in a bakery. But what do I know? Yep, me too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lorna like goes back into the front and discovers or I mean uh, Sarah does and discovers that Lorna has returned to the bakery and has put like a pet rat and not a, not a dirty rat like definitely a one from a pet store like in her bakery uh, <laughs> so to right. you know yeah in order to you know like get the health department to shut her yeah. down or whatever it's not a very good attempt if we're being real here but then they get into like a cat fight knock them drag them down hair pulling situation and (laughs) yeah uh yeah lorna accidentally hits a switch that causes a surge of electricity into the oven where the gingerbread man is cooking and thus animates him Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. So then Amos comes in. He's Lorna's boyfriend. Because he's sick and tired of waiting for her outside. Because he's just been like chilling in the car while she's having this cat fight. So he comes in and there's a lot of smoke coming out. And Sarah removes the gingerbread man from the oven. And they kind of all think that he's burned it to, she's burnt it to a crisp. Because it's literally right. just like a black smudge. Mm-hmm. And then you hear him and he's talking now in Gary Busey's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and he leaps up and gets into action and starts taunting them. Mm-hmm. Yep. They attempt to lock him in the freezer, and Sarah tries to call the police, but her phone line is dead. And then Lorna tries to use her cell phone, but the cell phone's batteries go dead. Uh, I just would like to point out that they are not trapped in the bakery. They could have, like, there's scenes of them going in and out of the bakery through the front door. They're not locked in or anything. <laughs> they could literally run down the street and be like, help, or use someone yeah. else to call the cops. They were in no means trapped, but, you know, whatever, plot holes, yep. suspend, dis- suspend disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Betty comes back to look for her stash of alcohol, and Julia, her, like, I guess there's, she's another employee that also, like, helps look after Betty. She's the one that was reading the article at the beginning. Yep. Yeah, so Julia comes back looking for Betty, and Betty ends up losing a finger and being pushed into the oven by the ginger dead man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he knocks Julia out with a frying pan and cases her in frosting, decorated on up, and mm. leaves her in the freezer. That's an elaborate uh, way to try to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. And he's just a little guy, too, so, you know, that's yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, he's like 12 inches. I mean, he's not, he's bigger than your normal size yeah. gingerbread man, but he's only about a ruler mm-hmm. in, in height, I believe. That's what uh, Villains Wikipedia, t- or the Villains Wiki told me, <laughs> that he's about a foot. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it looks about right. Like, i just eyeballing mm-hmm. it. Okay, so... Amos returns to his car and retrieves a handgun, and Jimmy Dean arrives to pick up his daughter Lorna. Mm-hmm. Now, while he's investigating Amos's car, because I guess he wants, he thinks, I don't know, he's just looking around Amos's car. Mm-hmm. And the ginger dead, the ginger dead man, ta- gets into Jimmy's car and using a roller pen <laughs> to accelerate because he's too short, <laughs> kills him by oh pinning God. him <laughs> between the car and the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, another another point here. So the all the exterior shots of the car, it's a Chevy Camaro, mm-hmm. but in the interior shots, it's a Ford Mustang. Like, well, you you have like, very good detail to eye there. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did find that that one fact on IMDb. But when mm-hmm. going back and looking into the shots, it's absolutely true. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay. Could, did you were you written a different car on the day that you had the interior shots? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just really yeah. not sure what happened there. But yeah, so Amos mm. and Sarah discover Julia in the freezer and they rescue her. And mm. Sarah tells Amos that they think the killer the killer cookie is Millard. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lorna waits outside for her father, but discovers his body sprawled over the hood of his car. She steals one of his rings off of his finger. And then heads back inside, where she triggers a tripwire that lodges a knife into her forehead. Mm-hmm. So satisfying. She's oh, awful. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. So then Sarah and Amos are like, hey, we've trauma bonded and I think I'm into you now. <laughs> so cringy. Yeah, yeah. So they're into each other now. Um, mm-hmm. And they find Betty and they attempt to rescue her from the oven. But the ginger dead man locks Sarah in the oven and knocks oh, Amos no. out with a hammer. Yeah. Amos recovers, shoots the oven doors lock off, and saves Sarah. Brick returns and begins to help, but the ginger dead man grabs Amos's pistol and opens fire. By the way, this gun hasn't been reloaded the entire time in the movie, and there have been like 20 shots taken off. Yes, I noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Julia and Brick manage to subdue him, and for whatever reason, Brick bites the ginger dead man's head off. That was interesting part. <laughs> Very strange choice, but all right. Um, <laughs> shortly after, Brick has become possessed by the ginger dead man, and he attacks Sarah before she's rescued by Amos and Julia, who push Brick into the oven and turn the heat on full blast, killing him and thus killing the ginger dead man. Oh, poor Brick. He was a lovable character. Like, why did they have to kill him off? Right. <laughs> so several months later, Betty, Sarah, and Amos are having a bake sale to raise money for the hospital with a little help from a couple of nurses. And two kids ask if they have any gingerbread cookies. And one of the nurses tells them that an older lady stopped by and dropped some off. Now, the nurse opens the box, revealing five gingerbread cookies who open their eyes. Oh and what? Yeah, and one of the gingerbread cookies is bought by a woman who also buys a box full of pastries and uh, to you know ship them to her sister in Los Angeles. Ooh. Okay. So the ginger dead curse lives on for some reason, inexplicably. That yes. is not explained. Nope. Like a lot of the stuff in this movie. Yeah, there was a. <laughs> literally a lot to digest in that one hour and 10 minutes (laughs) yeah it's not a long movie bless Mm -hmm. the merciful saints oh god because if it was longer i don't know if i would have made it (laughs) no it was all right so let's get into our favorite deaths and whatnot from the film yeah what yeah so what's your favorite kill best kill um, my favorite kill was definitely seeing the ginger dead man get in that car and <laughs> use that rolling pin to drive it and to push Jimmy into the wall. That was like the best kill, I thought. I agree. That's the most like visually satisfying kill. On an emotional <laughs> level, the death of Lorna is also super satisfying. Yes, yes. And that's that's what I went with. Just yep. on an emotional. Yeah. Okay. So worst kill. Worst kill. Um I actually thought the worst kill was in the beginning, like when the when the dad is charging Gary Busey, you know, at the very beginning. And he's like, no, you're not going to. I don't know. He tries to charge at him with like a pocket knife and then he just gets shot. It just yeah, was uh, not satisfying at all. Has he never heard of not bringing a knife to a gunfight? Right. I mean, come on. <sighs> I also. OK, I, I totally feel you on that. And I thought about going with that. But ultimately, I went with the death of Brick because they just had to kill him because he was possessed. That's true. Yeah, that one did suck. <laughs> <laughs> and Brick was also like, did you get like evil dead vibes when he turned into the killer? Totally. <laughs> yeah. 
Because he said something like uh, something something about sugar. I don't know what. But like he licked her face and said, and I swear it's a line from Evil Dead, but I just can't remember the exact quote he said. I know what you mean. It def- I don't know if it's directly from it, but it just definitely has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Or, so, or I know. All right. So, who was your favorite character? Um, I wrote down, obviously, Gary Busey when he's a ginger dead man, but I kind of had it tied with Brick Flash book butcher baker his little wrestling <laughs> his little yeah wrestling yeah he was just so likable and positive and uplifting and totally yeah, i liked him yeah i also i, I don't know if it, if it was meant to be a nod towards that or not but like i just kept thinking about the film butcher baker nightmare maker the, every time he said butcher baker <laughs> yeah me too i read like a book called butcher baker like an old book for about like a serial killer from iowa like years ago and i was like is that supposed to be from that like i didn't know what it was from but mm. it was a little nod to that yeah they also called uh robert hansen the butcher baker because he was a baker who killed women up in alaska oh i might be thinking of that so like maybe it could be the same guy could be the same guy. I, Did he fly out there? I, yeah, he, I th- he, I think yes. it is the same guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, fun fact. Yeah. On my, on my other podcast, we're doing an episode on him really soon. I'm going to check that out. Definitely. Okay. That's fun. Okay. So, most what the fuck moment. Most what the fuck moment. Definitely for me. I mean, you explained it and I get it now, but my most what the fuck moment was how did the gingerbread bread man become the ginger dead man from blood falling into the bay? Like I totally missed where the mom was a witch. I didn't, I didn't see that at all. So I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. It's uh, like I said, there's lots of plot holes and everything is very poorly explained. And it's just a set of dominoes that mm-hmm, put it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. I but, mean, I guess it kind of makes sense now, but at the time I, I totally missed that or I didn't even think about it. I mean, I had to do some, you know, like, all right, this is what they're implying happened. So we're just going to go with this type mm-hmm. yeah. stuff. Because, yeah, it's really vague about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So and what was the funniest thing to you? Um, The funniest moment, I think it was when when Gary Beasy first comes out as a ginger dead man and then the uh, I think his name was Amos he says like what the hell was that and then the ginger dead man says his first line and he's like well it sure isn't the Pillsbury fucking doughboy <laughs> yeah God. that is that is funny you know what and I don't I've mentioned this before on my other podcast and maybe you know about this maybe you don't but the actual one of my prevailing earliest memories from childhood is seeing this like student film that Sam Raimi did when he was before Evil Dead. And it's this like short little film where the Pillsbury Doughboy like pops up and starts talking to Sam Raimi and he flips out and hits it with a rolling pin and then chops it into little pieces. Oh my God, I've never seen that. Okay, you might be able to find it on YouTube, maybe. It used to be on YouTube. It may have been taken down for copyright things, but I'm sure you could Google it and find it. I'm definitely going to. But yeah, my father showed me that when I was very young and I've never been able to get it out of my head. And I thought I thought about that a lot while I was watching this movie, honestly. That's really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, everything to do with him is hilarious. And also the way. OK, so the character design of the ginger dead man also looks absolutely nothing like the cookie that she dressed before she put it in the right the right. oven. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love everything about it. 
it's just, it makes no fucking sense. And it's great. It's fantastic. All right. So I've got some, I've got a few fun facts before we wrap it up. And these are some, I don't know, like, I think some of them are kind of surprising things. So we'll get into it. Yeah. So, okay. So the production on the film actually dates all the way back to 2001 when William Butler wrote a script for the film. Uh, much of Butler's original script ended up rewritten, and even the original design was changed. There was even an action figure based on the original design in a teaser trailer that was made during pre-production with a summer 2001 release date originally before everything basically got scrapped to rewrite. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, as I said earlier, it's really easy to forget that Gary Busey, a.k.a. the Ginger Dead Man, is an actually an Academy Award-nominated actor. Oh. He, was no, he was nominated all the way back in 1978 for his role as Buddy Holly in the Buddy Holly story. Yeah. People wow. forget that this man used to be a respected actor because yeah, he started doing sure. shit like this. <laughs> I was like... Is there a reason why Gary Busey is in this movie? Is he related to someone who is like in the film industry that wanted him? Like, I just, I just couldn't understand why they wanted Gary Busey for that role. I don't know why they wanted him specifically, but I think he just needed the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh. Mill, yeah. So Millard Findelmeyer is sentenced to die by electrocution in the film. Now, in Texas, a criminal's death is carried out by lethal injection, not electrocution. This state, the state of Texas, executed the last inmate, Joseph Johnson, uh, in Harrison County, by electrocution on July 30th, 1964. <laughs> they had electrocuted a total of 361 inmates prior to this, and that was their very last one. And then there was like a memoratorium on the death penalty for a little while, and they didn't they didn't kill anyone again until 1982, and that's when they started doing lethal injection. And Texas was actually the first jurisdiction in the world to use lethal injection for oh, the death penalty. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I guess they wanted to go with electric chair rather than the lethal injection storyline. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess because the electric chair, something about the body being electrocuted with the mm. blood and then the electrocution okay. later on. I feel like that's more woo-woo and hocus-pocusy than getting chemicals directly put in your veins. Gotcha. I feel like it's just more theatrical. <laughs> yeah. But if we're, being, if we're being technical here, in 2005, nobody was getting electrocuted in Texas by yeah, the state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sarah, our protagonist, like I said many times, her last name is Lee, L-E-I-G-H. Mm -hmm. But that is a nod to the famous bread company, Sarah Lee, spelled L-E-E. Mm, didn't make that connection. Uh, also, now this is a fun thing I discovered. So Ryan Locke, who plays Amos in the film, was a model in the 90s. He did campaigns for Versace, DKNY, Gucci, and Nautica. Ooh. I will post some of his uh, modeling pics from yeah. the 90s because that'll be fun to be like, wait, the dude who like played the punk boyfriend, <laughs> he was he was like a high fashion model. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the ginger dad man. Yeah, I also read. Did you read um, that the, the guy who did the movie? I don't even know who did this movie. Um, 
he offered Busey $15,000 to star in the film, expecting him to turn it down, and he accepted it. <laughs> I did read that. I should have put that in my notes, but I didn't for some reason. Yeah, um, that was funny. Yeah, I actually saw an interview with the guy who did those recently because he was on Joe Bob's uh, Last Drive-In for a different oh. movie. He was yeah. on Joe Bob for the film Head of the Family from 1996. They showed that this season. Um, it's a bizarre, stupid film, but not as stupid as this one, seemingly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a good interview if you want to go check that out um, with him for the Joe Bob slash drive-in episode of okay. Head yeah. of the Family. But yeah, he talks about the Ginger Dead Man franchise and the Evil Bong franchise. <laughs> so they're two separate franchises? or they're they, are like... two, they are two separate franchises that he did both of. He's responsible for both of them. Okay. And, and did... then, then there's the crossover movie, Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Oh, God. And is Busey, <laughs> is Busey in all these movies? I haven't even looked. He is not. He only did the first one. They could not get him back for the string of other films. In fact, in the Ginger Dead Man movies, every time there's a new movie, there's a new actor voicing him. They have not, yeah, they have not been able to get the same actor to do it more than once. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) I wonder why. Hmm. Very cheesy, terrible scripts. Hmm. Could be, could be that. (laughs) Oh my god. How many are there? Four? Okay. I I think there's four, but I could be wrong. You know what? We'll double check right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, maybe, maybe I'll come back to this one day. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a lot of, there's so much material, though. How can I not? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Hold on. So there's Ginger Dead Man, Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Okay. Ginger Dead Man 2 and 3. I... Hmm. Are you ready? Alright, so Ginger Man... Ginger Dead Man 2 is called The Passion of the Crust. Oh my gosh. Ginger Dead Man 3 is called Saturday Night Cleaver. (sighs) And then there's Ginger Dead Man vs. Evil Bong. So there's four. There's four. There's more Evil Bong movies than that, though. Yeah, there's like the there's like eight of those, I think. Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> oh my god! Twenty twenty one, there was a movie called The Ginger Weed Man. Oh my god! <laughs> this is just well crazy. Well, we know um, what kind of audience it's targeting. True. I am going to be delving into some deeply bad film as this show goes on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> All right, guys. So tell everyone where to find your cool art again before we go. And then we'll see you next time. Yeah. Um, my handles on both TikTok and Instagram is LadyCrisis7. It's uh, C-R-Y-S-I-S. So you can find me on both of those platforms. Yeah. So go check out all her cool stuff. And join us back next time. I'm not sure what I'm airing after this one, but it'll be something. (laughs) It'll be something good. (laughs) It'll be something good or bad or dangerously (laughs) badly good. I don't know. We'll get to it. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. All right, everyone. See you next time. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you.